From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hour number two, here it is, the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, and Diego in the studio today. Yes, we are live inside of the Beasley Empire. If you would like to call the show, you know you're more than welcome to. 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. And it's a beautiful mid-morning so far. What is it? That is the only number in my world that I have memorized. (laughs) 888 <laughs> That is it. I cannot remember any phone number except that one. It's funny. We, Me and my children had that discussion the other day. You know, I was like, uh, they know my number. They know mom's number. And that's about it. Everything, everything else is locked up in a uh, some sort of device somewhere. It's not and, like the old days. And I make fun old of Carlos. I make fun of Carlos. Carlos couldn't call his wife if he didn't have this phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not not like just, he cannot just pick up a we're up in pennsylvania and he has a standard old telephone and he needs to make a phone call because your cell phone has zero service <laughs> and he can't dial it without uh, his phone looking up the number the one that my kids can't get over is the thing called a phone book they still they're just like in awe of that you mean like everybody's number was in there I said, yeah, unless you had it unlisted. Everybody's phone number was in there. Everybody. And they're like, dude, that is just too wild. That is the craziest thing ever. (laughs) I was like, how else would you know how to call somebody? Do you still have a phone book? You know what? I I think the last one, GTE, dropped off on the front porch. Oh, God. It's got to be at least four or five years ago. I ran across. I was going through some old stuff. I'm like, oh, my God. I loved it every year when they would drop them off because that, that paper is like the perfect paper. For kindling. To get my uh, big green egg yeah. started. <laughs> so my phone books are all. <laughs> I rip my mega ball and stick them in there and boom. It it's a good it. year when you make it to through the seas. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks, City to St. Pete. Appreciate it. Thanks, GTE. Yeah. <laughs> GTE, are they even still around anymore? I mean, God, no. My phone used to be a GTE, and then it was an Altel, and now it's a Verizon. It's all the same company. Mine started off GTE, Primeco, then T-Mobile. <clears throat> what? Yeah. No, GTE went to Altel. Mine was Primeco. Veri- it was Verizon. I had Verizon, then Primeco, and Primeco turned into T-Mobile. What? The, what? And I've been with T-Mobile for 18 years. I've been with the GTE since uh, we still had bag phones here at the radio station. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> The five waters, man. They were analog phones yes. that you could dial direct from anywhere. I mean, I remember one time driving back from a Bucks game in Atlanta and uh, picked up the bag phone and was calling the radio station back and just dialed. Didn't even have to put the area code. Just dialed in 576-6055. Beep. Push it and brrr, there it was. And then an operator jumped on and said, I need your security code, sir. And I was like, what? She's like, I need your security code to be able to uh, proceed with a phone call. And I was like, what are you talking about? Remember, because people would steal or latch on, and and they would latch on and take your phone number or piggyback on it or whatever and be able to call on the analogs. I don't remember that. That must have been. 
on the analog because you're phone? so much older. Yeah, on the analog phones, <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah, at retirement. Well, go back to the FWC. I want to talk about this. Uh, well, well, okay, I'm yeah, ready. A virtual meeting is happening on July 22nd through the 23rd. But and, uh, before and, before we actually get into it deeply, you need to go and check it out for yourself and see what's on the agenda because it is quite a it's quite a lot. It, it, there's a lot of saltwater stuff. A lot time. of saltwater stuff. I mean, we talked briefly about the alligator stuff, but uh, there's, I mean, you got stone crabs, you got what, kind of mackerel, you got uh, flounder, you got bluefish, you got all kinds of stuff on there that seems like it's going to be, uh, I mean, even marine debris is going to be uh, brought yeah. up on that. But, but <laughs> the, I look at a couple things. One is now they're saying how much time can be allocated you used to have how much time could be allocated to a day in a commission meeting now they're going topic by topic and telling you how much conversation can happen on this topic or and whether the you green debris which is a global issue 30 minutes stone so crab pause two hours <laughs> <laughs> so, wait so we can talk about stone crabs for two hours but i only got 30 minutes to talk about to clean up the garbage yeah okay so right. so if you had three minutes apiece and ten people want to talk about it's all it, done. It's all done. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> and also uh, I think the gopher tortoises is back on there again this year. I don't well, I don't know what uh, the permitting guidelines and stuff. I mean, seriously, I I know they have to deal with a lot of stuff that we don't have to deal with. <clears throat> But I think they're also going to go with but, uh, some imperiled species but, program but permitting back, guidelines. I mean, it's it's going crazy. back to what you were saying at the beginning. For people who actually want to go and start getting a little bit more involved, if you go to myfwc.com, at the bottom it has commission meetings. You click on that, and then it you can see past and future commission meetings when they're going to occur. You can click on the most the the upcoming one. And you'll see the agenda. Now, you know what I find extremely funny? One of the ones that I saw on social media that seems to be just going ape crud on it is the new draft rules for invasive species, which yeah. anything a lot of people are saying that the FWC is going to be banning uh, private individuals from owning invasive species so that you cannot own Burmese pythons or ball pythons or, or, you know, lizards of any kind or any of that other stuff, unless unless it says it adds restrictions for the possession of green iguanas and all species of tegus and figure, further regulates the possession allowances of Burmese pythons, North American pythons, North African pythons, reticulated pythons, South African pythons, azmethystine pythons, green iguanas, Nile monitors, Future possession of these species by eligible entities are now limited to research, education, and exhibition, and for the purposes of control or eradication. And, and you, until somebody releases them out in the wild and we have to and, go hunt them in the Everglades and, again. And you mentioned ball pythons. That was not on the list. No, it, no, it wasn't. But what I don't want to get people all cranked up. Yeah, I didn't see anything about bearded dragons or, you know, any of the little smaller lizards or anything like that. They specifically Why do you think said that is? I, I don't know. Maybe because they're just they won't last as long maybe or, you know, mm -hmm. other things will eat them. Uh, you know, at least that was the old reason why they let everything else go. Don't worry. Something'll eat it. 
That's true. Let that python go. Ah, if it makes it, it makes it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's, you know, whatever. Something will eat it. Some raccoon will grab it and eat it. Never happened, because now we've got thousands of them in the Everglades, and we have to go hunt them. Thousands? How, how do you know that? There's got to be tens of thousands. How yeah. do you know that? There has Talk to, to be. Mr. Toby Benoit. He's going to be calling them later on. We're going to have a little conversation about that. Yeah, mister, in your face. You want to talk to Richard? Richard Evans? No, Richard Hug and Kiss from Extreme. Oh, is he on the phone? <laughs> he's going to be like, Hug and Kiss. Is he on your phone, or is no, he on, he's on the phone? No, he's on the bat phone. Hug and Kids? Hug and Kiss. Go ahead, and uh, oh, right, we'll the... get him on, and we'll we'll do it. Yeah. You you want to do it now? You we'll get him ask, on. He can hold for a minute. Best, yeah, better ask Diego. Yeah, we, got, we got time, Diego. He said, see, right. he gave you the thing. thing Richard. With... Richard, what's going on, man? How y'all doing this morning, man? How, happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to everyone. It's awesome, man. Are you uh, spending your uh, evening out on the beach somewhere, setting off some fireworks? Well, actually, I, I, I decided to stay home today. Uh, we're having a little uh, get-together, I guess you'd say, and, yeah, we're going to shoot fireworks tonight. I figured I'd take a break from everything and spend time with family and friends, and I invited everybody I could over so we could just party and have fun. Well, that was a good intro. So hang on the phone. We got to take a hard break. It was good talking to you. No, no, don't serious. hang up. Don't hang up. We're just going to put you on hold real quick, and we'll get back to you. Uh, Richard Huggins, of course, with Extreme Off the Beach Fishing. Is he coming back down here? Is he going to next make- week? Is it really? Next yeah, week? it's coming up. Oh no, it's all. Am I off next weekend? I think I'm off next weekend. That's why we worked it out that way. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Go check out G5 Feeding Outdoors today. They're going to be open up for the 4th of July all the way until 4 o'clock. If you need a cooler, if you need a, a nice little uh, vacuum cup or something like that, it's all there for you. Got yourself a big green egg. It's not too late to go get it right now. Get that grill fired up, ready to go for this evening. That's for sure. It's all right there. Get yourself a big, big Cajun fryer. Ooh, that'd be nice. Mm, that sounds good. It's all right there for you at G5 Feeding Outdoors right there on Highway 92, just a little bit west of Plant City. And, of course, you're going to need stuff to haul it all back home with, so go and see our friends out at Brandon Ford. They got the 4th of July big blowout sale going on this weekend, so go see our boy Brooksy Hall and his crew. Get yourself a new car or truck. Get out there and make yourself a nice, happy Independence Day. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You know my mama loved me. But you don't understand They keep a show in my hands And not my face on TV <laughs> Believe it or not I'm walking on air I never thought I could feel so free Flying away On a wing and a prayer Who could it be? Bill George Song, Bill. There's your theme song, buddy. Do you really have to have your mask on in here? I mean, what? You're in the hallway for 35 seconds. So there it is, Bill. Now you're all COVID up. Oh, his mic's not on. What is it I'm watching here? His mic's not on. <laughs> no, this video. Is it? Is it the video from the show, like yeah. the opening credits? Where you know he was a teacher, a curly-haired, uh, you know, skinny little teacher who uh, became a superhero. <laughs> This guy with terrible effects flying through the air. Yes, that's Bill George. <laughs> Welcome to the 80s, buddy. That, yeah. that, that's, that's what we had to watch on TV. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's fighting all the bad guys that got, uh, a week to watch it. got left over from uh, Knight Rider. You know, so it was like, uh, same days as the 18, just got done beating up or something. I don't know. Golly, man. 
<laughs> yeah, like wow. I said, that song I think went number one on the charts for like months, man. This is scary. Well, what's I was it, what's wearing it? my mask. I do not want to be arrested by uh, Mr. Rick Christman over here in St. <laughs> Pete. I don't think he could take you down, bro. You'll be all right. <laughs> Just give him that little, uh, you know, that little forearm shiv and all that stuff. Uh, before we get back to Richard Huggins, I did want to let you guys know that uh, we do expect some rain today. So if you're going to be out there messing around, uh, it might not be a bad day to get out and uh, do your stuff kind of early. They're saying that there's going to be some uh, isolated showers and thunderstorms this morning, then uh, the showers and thunderstorms later this afternoon. Highs are going to be in the lower 90s. Winds will be 5 to 10, and chances of rain chance about 50% today in the heat index. The heat index. It's going to be a hot one. It's about 105. I, said. I, I was having a conversation with my friend Judy Brown up in North Dakota. Downtown Judy Brown. And she was like, oh, it has been so hot up here. And I was, like, I was like, what is hot up in North Dakota? She said, oh, it was almost 90. It was like 88, 85, deg- 89 degrees. And I was like, yeah, with like 8% relative humidity. Yeah, that's a cold front here. Thank you. <laughs> No, no, it is different. I will say 90 degrees up there is much different because a lot of times when we get that heat up there, it's also there's no air moving. At least down here, St. Pete, you got got air breeze. Yeah, you got a breeze. It was the same way in the old days in Picking in Mississippi. It just like hung there. It was like, ah. Well, Richard's on the phone, of course, from the Extreme Off the Beach fishing team. And uh, where are you at? You up in Georgia? Is that where you're at? Yeah, I'm up. I'm up in South Georgia sitting on the porch watching the sunrise. Yeah, now, <laughs> what, what are you thinking for temperatures up there where you are today? Bubbles. Probably going to get about 100. Oh, okay. 100? 100. 100's not too bad. Yeah. We, we can handle 100. Yeah. 100, we can handle it. Yeah, that's all good. So, uh, next weekend, uh, Vince tells me that you're planning on coming back down here, and uh, we're trying for round two. Is that true? That's cool. That is correct. We are going to complete round two. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. First one was just a test run. I got you. Test the water, see how it is. Well, the water will be warmer. We have more fish uh, running up and down the beaches these days. So hopefully yeah. uh, hopefully the uh, the big uh, toothy ones will be running up and down the beach as well. That is correct. Um, also, also, we're in cahoots with trying to make it to where we bring the charters down there full time. Really? Clear water, yes, that's correct. Well, you're going to need uh, Bill George's help on that one because there's so many rules and humps and jumps and regulations and blah, blah, blah when it comes to shark fishing off the beach anymore. It's like uh, it's like trying to coordinate a uh, cheerleading. Well, they, uh, they, <laughs> they go at night, and the only thing that can be a beach is something that supports sunbathing. And since you don't have uh, any sun at night, there can't possibly be a beach there. That's true. That's true. You can, we we'll figure it out. Well, we already this. got charters in Florida. Hold on, there, super, hold on there, superhero. So if you can't chum during the day, can you chum at night? You no, can you can't chum you, at all. You can if you go and take the kayak out and dump it all. Yeah, you can. Because you're, chi- you're chumming from a boat, which there's no rule on how close to shore you can be with the boat. So as long as yeah. you go and sit in that kayak... You're legal to chum all you want. So if you, like, took your kayak and uh, went out about 50, 60 yards and put an anchor out there you in a chum bag? You don't have to go 50, 60 yards. You can be two inches in the water, and you can turn around and put a slick out. It's legal. Uh, 
You yeah, I'm going to keep him in my corner. That's why I said you need Bill George, <laughs> you, man. You can also turn around and sit in the kayak and fight the shark. You know, you can fish from the kayak with no no shoreline shark fishing permit. You don't need to pass a class if you sit in your kayak. So if you sit in your kayak in the wave break at the edge of the water. You don't even have to be in the water. As long as I'm in the kayak in the sand. <laughs> I can... <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Now, that is funny. I am gonna go. I am gonna show up for that court date. I want to see that one play out in court. That would be awesome. That would be interesting. That's that's all I'm gonna say. That just would be read read the time. words of the law. Yeah, you gotta read, and and the words are the words. I mean, uh, uh, when I called the FWC out years ago on the uh, two does per season, uh, and they sat yeah. here and told me that it was what I told them was not true because. A season was from uh, this day to this day in the south zone, then from this day to this day in the central zone, and this day to this day in the north zone. So in reality, those were seasons that started and ended, and then you had a little one-day or two-day reprieve before it started in the next zone. So that's the end of the season in the south zone, which you're allowed two does you know, per season, two in your possession yeah. for the day. Right. So I, I called the FWC. I said, the way that's written is you could shoot two in the south, two in the central, and two in the north. No, that's not true. That's correct. That's what they were saying. No, that's not true. Yes, that's what it says here it's on the your end paper. Of the season, yeah. End of the season, they were like, "Well, that that that's not what we meant." Well, it doesn't matter what you meant. But you put it on paper, ding it, dong. It, it's it's. I'll see you in court. Have they changed it yet? Have they changed it yet? No. How, well, they changed it immediately the next year. <laughs> they reworded the whole <laughs> thing. They reworded yeah. it real it's quick. Sometimes the fine print will get you in trouble. <laughs> well, sometimes the fine print, when Bill George's case, keeps you out of trouble. Especially, oh, yeah, that's true, too. So, Richard, I've been busting your chops all week, man. You better put us on one. What? Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, listen, I want, listen, hold on. I want Braden and Bill Jordan and all y'all to come out there and hang out with us all day Saturday and bear the heat with us after the show. I'll call in that morning and let you know exactly where we are. What what What's happened that? to doing it at night? We are. Well, you got to set we're gonna up. We're going to do it at night, but we're going to hang out all day. Hang out all day? <laughs> you got to set up and get your spot. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, how do you get your hey. spot? How do you how do you, you mark you, it in the you, sand? You go out there and you set up your shop. You hey. put a little circles, a 10-foot no, no. circle around your uh, deal? We take a bunch of caution tape. We run about 200 yards <laughs> down either side of the lake, <laughs> the, the, the ocean, and we put some uh, little body outline paints in the mm-hmm. sand. <laughs> See, I already have the caution tape and the warning tape and police line tape. They're pretty much good. <laughs> or you could just say, you know, put up a little sign that says nesting turtles right here or something. And you can't go in. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you can't go in there. Yeah, it'd be all That's right. Huge nesting turtle. <laughs> so are you guys planning on getting down here on Friday night or something and uh, hanging out? We're going to get down Friday afternoon and I'm sure we'll all get together and Go somewhere and do something Friday night, and then get prepared for Saturday. Saturday morning, we'll get up, run out there, and like you said, lock down the spot, and then we'll fish all night, whatever. And we'll ride back home Sunday. So maybe, you, you got to be ready to fight fish. Maybe Vince needs to be out there chumming for about three days. No fishing yeah. pole, because you know, if as long as you're not shark fishing, yeah. you can chum That's from true. the beach all you want. That is, that is true. That is true. 
<laughs> no, he won't need to swim. I believe uh, we'll, we'll have a good outcome. <laughs> that would be so funny. if I, I know you're going to make it on Channel 8 if you're out there right. doing the uh, Sheriff Brody with a bucket of blood and a cigarette out there flinging blood and fish parts out of it. And I'm going to wear my shirt. Too. And then and everybody be like, what are, you, what are you doing? I'm out here chumming for sharks, getting ready. We're going to be shark fishing out here on Saturday. Just making sure they're hanging out in the area, you know, so uh, they stay close. <laughs> <laughs> I got money in case. Uh, that would be funny. Do it out there on Mad Beach, Indian Rock. Oh Rocks, my God! Could you imagine there. they would flip out? Oh yeah, they yeah, would wigs. Can, can you imagine the people swimming? That's what I'm saying. Can you man. imagine the people swimming, looking at him, going, "What in the heck is he? I'm not getting in that water." Yeah, yeah. they a, they clear. They love the fact that people just don't really think about what's swimming around them. Yeah, yeah, it's inner bliss. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah, the thing is, you drag one up on the beach, and they go, why is that shark in the water? Uh, he lives here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember, you attracted him. Yeah. I, I remember I, I remember being offshore. You know, we'd go out go offshore. It gets hot out there, and, of course, you're going to jump off the side. I never worried about anything that was around me laterally. You know? Below. I, it was everything below. that was below me. You know, it was like, how deep exactly. are we in? We're in 50 feet. Oh, it'll take you about 30 seconds to get to the top. Can we get deeper? The deeper it is, the better you are. So, people are like, I can't you, you believe. You watch Jaws movies with that bottom breach. Yeah, well, that's how they hit. And don't don't even think that there ain't no great whites around here because I can tell you for sure they are. They are out here. Yeah, they're pinging all the time, all the way, all the way around Florida right now. Yeah, so, that's the only one they know of. One. That's the one they know of that's pinging. What about the five or six males that are following her, going? Dude, she's going to be in here any day now. Any day now, any I day now. I want to go find old Hitler. <laughs> old Hitler? Oh, no. the, the hammerhead? Yeah, yeah. Hitler. That's a hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's been around forever. Hey. Yeah, we'll see. I think yeah, I think his great-great-grandkids are probably around. <laughs> I, I know Bill George. Hang on, Richard. we got to take a break. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends out at G5 Feeding Outdoors. They are open today until 4 o'clock. And, of course, the big blowout sale going out at Brandon Ford. Go see them today and get your new car or truck. Get it today. I'll be back. Here we go, Big and Wild Outdoors. Welcome in, everybody. It is uh, Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, Diego, and on the phones, Captain Richard Huggins, who's uh, with Extreme Off the Beach Shark Fishing. <clears throat> Not necessarily always shark fishing. I mean, they go out there. They catch a lot of good stuff. I, When you're out there fishing off the beach, you kind of got to get what you got to get. And uh, with the uh, pompano and everything else running up and down the beaches, I'm not saying sharks would be the only thing on the menu, but it wouldn't be a bad time to big uh, put a big old shrimp on there and throw it out there across the bottom and see what you get. You should have seen the snook off of the John's Pass, the T.I. side on the beach. Dear God. Last yeah, Saturday we were out there. There was some 48-inch, 50-footer swimming, or 50-inchers. 50-footer? Big, big old snook. See, see. The but clothes are working. The closures are working. Giant. Yeah, well, you know, they're always out there, and they, they don't get caught because they've been, been caught before, and they just kind of give you that hairy eyeball like, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, throw what you I want to. I need to get you a measuring tape. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, now I got to ask you: Are you bringing down the heavy artillery down here when you uh, show up next weekend, or are you just bringing in some uh, number four pins or something? What, what do you got uh, in the arsenal for the uh, little Zipcos? This is two hundred two. Zipco, Zipco three hundred three, gentlemen. Zipco three hundred three. Yeah, I, I'd go with an eight hundred eight in salt water, but that's just me. Uh, you get a little more lined. You know, it's, it's all good. Yeah, <laughs> we've got some big senators and uh, some international. I mean, we got some big reels. I mean, everybody thinks we're tuna fishing off the beach. I think it's funny. The guy, the guy I always remembered was the guy who turned around had a big hook on. Oh, it was a couple feet of chain and then a heavy rope, and he tied it to the back of his truck and threw it off the causeway. <laughs> tied to the bumper of your truck? Yeah, there, that's some fishing right there. That was some fishing. Hey, when you set the hook, you just mash the gas, drag him right on top. Yeah, no that's problem. the way to do it. You know, I, uh, before the break, Vince brought up uh, an old legend, you know, the old Hitler legend that runs around through Tampa Bay, and I know down in the Keys – um, there's the other legend, which is uh, what the tiki bar over at the uh, Bay Pines Marina is named after, the Harbor Master. Uh, that's what they call him down there. Uh, but when I was a younger kid, uh, when you talk about rope and chains, when I was a kid, we'd go out at night and go fishing, and you'd see these ropes hanging off all the buoys that were along the ship channel. Because, you know, those yeah. ships used to come in and, and go into the power plant there on Gandy. And uh, you go pull on this chain, and it'd be this weight on it, this rope, and you're like, "What is on the? There'd be a big, massive hook with about four feet of chain and a stingray wing on it, because they were out there. Somebody was out there trying to catch old Hitler. Whenever you get sightings, all of a sudden there'd be like ropes and people everywhere out there trying to catch old Hitler. It was like the yeah. thing to. And I was if, like, if we're if we're in the area, we do the same thing. But oh, you over here? Let's go, guys. I mean, yeah, he's been yeah, sighted. You catch a legend. I mean, yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, the 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 length of old Hitler, I think, got bigger throughout the years. I mean, it first started off, it was like, uh, you know, a twenty footer, and then it got up to twenty five, and you know, it was uh, twenty two. Yeah, it was yeah. hovering around thirty feet. You know, oh, between thirty and twenty five. You know, that kind of deal. And I was like, that's a big shark. That would be one massively huge. If you've ever even seen like a fifteen or a thirteen footer hammerhead. And seeing how big they are, I yeah, I couldn't imagine one even remotely at twenty foot. No, no way, not no, it's just a not. 20, a twenty foot or thirty foot would look like a submarine. It would, literally, especially I with mean, that big just, giant, you know, straight up dorsal fin that they have. I mean, it's it's. Uh, you yeah. see them down there in Boca yeah. Grande. I've been on. I was on a boat with uh, yeah. a captain down there one time and had one that was about the length of the boat that we were on. And we were on a 16-foot boat. All right. It was a huge – I mean, that sucker's head was so wide. Richard, i got to put you – all right, here it is. You ready? I'm going to challenge you right now. You need to go, go find us a, You need to go find us a sponsor because we got a new TV show <laughs> called Chasing the Legend. <laughs> Chasing the Legend. What do you think? Okay. Okay. Fine. I, all right, let's, let's, all, let's all work on it. I know you'll do it. <laughs> He'll call me next week and be like, I'm hey, uh, guess what? Well, there was there was actually a show on something on cable for a while. It was that uh, Hunting Hitler one, you know? Remember that one? <laughs> yes. And I think it uh, it's not around anymore, so you could probably take that title from them, and then that way you could, uh, they think that you're a bunch of Nazi hunters, and then you're out there actually trying to uh, catch, catch a shark. Now, 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 I, I got a better one. The Extreme Chasers. 
Mm. Yeah. Eh, maybe. Makes, yeah, well, it you doesn't know. roll, but eh, maybe. <laughs> That's like light beer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nothing but love, brother. Nothing hey. but love. Yeah. Hey, I, all, all kidding aside, you know, with all the new regulations on the releasing of a lot of these sharks, any shark you catch that is on the uh, threatened list or anything like that, you have to release, and you can't you can't bring them up there on the beach and that. I you, got my license. I know. I took my test. What, I got my license. I know. <laughs> what type? What type of uh, whose job is it to go in the water with the shark and try and cut that leader as short as possible? Mine, and I usually do hook them. Okay, and you know what? And I'm going to go help him. I want. I'd like to see Vince get in there and grab that shank by the the eyelet and wiggle it loose from his lips. I, dude, I was born at night, but it wasn't last <laughs> night. That ain't happening. <laughs> depends on the pliers. You know, it depends on how long they are. It depends I on think the shot. We shark. might need a paramedic to be hanging out with us all weekend, maybe. <laughs> my brother's close. He 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 is one. We're good. Well, yeah. that would be okay. good. And my okay. cameraman is too, so we're even better. But but yeah, we do. There I'm is a CPR that helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of effort to to release those sharks, yeah. you know, and you know we laugh and joke a lot, but you truly do care about all the species. And well, the one thing I will attest that Richard does is you know he gets those sharks in quick. He measures them, tags them, takes a really quick picture, and they're out. They're not. They're not out of the water. They're not being stressed out. We put them back in, and you're done. Yeah. And you, you got that whole experience in a matter of, of it seems like it's seconds. You're like, man, that was quick and it's done. But then you got all the footage. And a lot of times we're filming just so you can take still photos out of it. I, um, you know. I got a question for you. How many, how often are you catching the same shark multiple times? Or do you know if somebody else caught the same shark you caught? You know, is there any type of record keeping y'all are doing on, on what tags show up or re-show up? There is. There is every every tag I log into a database, and NOAA notifies me of when it was caught, or whether it was released, or retagged, or you know, whatever. And um, they send the recipient that catches that finds the tag or, or the tag number. Um, they send them a hat and all kinds of cool stuff from NOAA, which I think is pretty cool. Well, that's um, that's good numbers. That way they can track their movements and see uh, you know if it was. Caught off the coast of Texas, and now you caught it down here and off the west coast of Florida and kind of catch its migratory mm -hmm. patterns and things like that. That's good information. And yeah. they, they send me that information, too, of where it is, and then I'll all get, and we're like, man, it went from here to here this amount of time. Um, I've only caught, I think, maybe in, in, the, in the lifetime of me doing this, I think I've only caught that I know of probably six or seven sharks back-to-back back that were the same shark. Um, but otherwise than that, you pretty much, I'm not catching the same ones. I mean, but then I'm not there day in and day out either. I'm around a lot. So, but I mean, when you're fishing a whole weekend, you know, and you catch 10 sharks, 90% of them are not the same shark. Yeah. Well, I got I to ask you, what, what kind of shark was it that you caught multiple times? Uh, we've caught a tiger twice. Uh, in the same weekend, we've caught a, let me think, what the heck was it? It was, there was a nurse shark, of course. Uh, we caught two of them back to back. Um, and then there was a, um, a black tip that we caught twice. Um, it just was a green fish. I mean, I'm not so sure we wouldn't have hooked it three times, but 
you know, one of them got broke off, so we don't know what that was. Uh, it didn't have a hook in his mouth when we caught him the second time. Um, so, you know, it wasn't, wasn't one of the break-offs. But you just don't know. I mean, uh, you, you know, got a few of them. I, I, ne- I never could. I, I just I can't figure out fish. And when I when I see the anto, uh, you know, the antis and stuff and they talk about how fishing is, you know, horrible and cruel and they put a hook in their mouth and this, that and the other thing. At the panfish challenge, my son hooked that big giant uh, panfish under the dock like three times and two times. Uh, one time the hook actually he still had the hook in his lip. And when he finally got yeah. him on the third, you know, the third time and got him up there, he got his hook back. But, it, <laughs> dude, it was like it, it didn't slow him down. That hook hanging out yeah. of there didn't, didn't seem to bother him at all. And uh, and then sharks, uh, I remember once uh, Gino and I were out fishing and we I caught a, a bonnet head, a big one, mm-hmm. uh, probably about almost four foot long, which is pretty big for a bonnet. Yeah, <laughs> and this girl, th- this girl had four hooks. She looked like some chick at a punk rock concert, man. She had more jewelry hanging out of her mouth and on the top of her lip. We spent more time I, I trying to take your, we took we took more time taking the hooks out of her mouth than it did getting my hook out of her mouth. Jesus. We did uh we, we caught an eleven foot eleven foot tiger um that had five hooks, had a leader wrapped around it, uh was up through his dorsal and his peck and and we got all that stuff off in probably, I don't know, maybe ten, fifteen seconds. It went pretty quick. But we were sitting looking at all the hardware, and I was like, you said, I was like, man, they got one stuff in. Oh, right. Yeah, really? Uh, <laughs> That's right. Well, Richard, but we I look, mean, I got them all out. So. We look forward to seeing you next Saturday, man. Be careful getting down here. Enjoy your 4th of July with your family. Get out there, stay healthy, enjoy it, and have a good time. All right, we'll see you next Saturday, okay? Hi, right, brother. See you. See you. That's Richard Huggins, of course, with Extreme Off the Beach Fishing. You can go check him out on Facebook. He does have a website. If you want to book a charter with him or something like that, do it. It'll be a good day out at the beach. The kids can swim while you're out shark fishing. Sounds like a good combo, doesn't it? I was trying to think of something slick to say, but I got nothing on that. Do kids count as chum? No. Okay, good. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay around here. We'll be right back. Back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, and Diego in the studio today. Uh, the uh, the empty studios of the BZ Broadcasting Empire. It's so weird. I, I still can't get over it. I'm, I'm used to this place being a beehive of activity, even on Saturdays, and we come walking and everything's so dark and scary. It's crazy. Uh, we got Emily on the phone. Uh, she's uh, on uh, number one. And number, is that number one? She is on line two. Oh, number two. Hi, Emily. Good morning. Uh, it says here that you have some shark-related adventure that you'd like to share with us. Yes. Um, 
just good morning to you, and I want to thank you guys for having your show, even on the holidays and not having, like, a rerun show. Um, we appreciate that. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, we actually are a rerun show. We're not here. We're actually uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're actually we're just robotic people who can actually be here on the weekends and do the same thing we did last weekend. So it's all good. Well, well thank you. Uh, have a great Fourth of July. We appreciate you calling. So what what happened with the shark? You didn't get bit or nothing, did you? No, we were living in Saint Pete. Uh, we were living back in Daytona Beach, probably twenty years ago or so, and um, some fishermen caught a you know small shark. And he was just giving it away to whoever wanted to take it for the meat. So we took it. Um, it was like hours before we got it home, hours before we were able to fillet it. And when we filleted it, what, which was curious, we noted we had like the, the heart in like a little square. And the heart was still beating after all those hours that it was out of water. And that completely blew our minds about how resilient, uh, you know, the sharks are. Yeah, we uh, we talked to uh, Richard a few months or weeks back, and uh, we were regaling on uh, how many people have been bitten by uh, dead sharks. You know, yes. supposedly dead sharks laying in the back of the boat or even in the ice box. You know, they're uh, you know, and then you reach in there, grab it by the tail, and, and then think, they grab you. Yeah, and then you think it's been you know uh, five hours dead and. Uh, Next thing you know, uh, you're going to the ER to get uh, 30 stitches in your forearm. So uh, they, they've, uh, they've been here for quite a long time, and I really do think that the people who fish for them on a regular basis, like Richard and others, they have a great respect for them. And when it gets hauled into shore, they make every effort to turn it around and get it right back out and uh, enjoy it again. Um, and we, know, we know now um, you know, back in the day, uh, even 20 years ago, uh, we didn't realize just how important sharks are were to the ecosystem when it comes to the ocean. Uh, you got to have those top predators out there doing what they it's do. It's a must. But or uh, it just it doesn't work. I mean, same reasons you have lions on the veldt. You know? we do we do enjoy a nice black tip uh, dinner every now and then. Yeah, I mean you get a three footer somewhere around there. You know, it's it's good fillet size. I'm you know I'm not telling you to bring in a thirteen foot hammerhead. I uh, if, if you go to our Facebook page, I asked the question. There was a guy who caught a monster uh, tiger shark and uh, was bringing it up on shore. You know, with the rope around its neck. And I mean, this thing was like eight hundred pounds or so. I mean, it was a big boy. And uh, the vast majority of fishermen. You know, when I asked, would you keep it or let it go, they all said the same thing. Let it go. You let it go. Uh, you know, there's no reason to keep one that big. You know, now, granted, it could have died. It could have been on the line for a long time and just, you know, exhausted itself and, you know, and died. And, uh, you know, it, that happens. I mean, that happens to billfish and other things. And you don't want it to go to waste, even though cutting it loose and sending it to the bottom of the ocean would not be a waste because yeah. plenty of things are going to – it's payback time. It's payback time. <laughs> you know, so. you know uh, Tony the Tiger Shark is now our food, so it's all good. Well, do you still continue to enjoy shark every once in a while? You go to the fish market or anything? Uh, no, sadly we don't. <laughs> Walmart uh, fish. <laughs> oh. I don't know if they carry but, black tip in Walmart, but yeah. uh, you, you know what? You're welcome to uh, come and hang out next events uh, next Saturday if you want to. <laughs> come and on. If we can, if we wrangle a, a decent sized legal black tip, uh, you'd be more than happy to share it with you. 
sounds like an adventure next week. Yeah, I it's going to be a good time. Bring your fillet knife. Don't you show up empty-handed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, with with Vince around, it's either a fillet knife or a bottle of rum. So take your choice, <laughs> or both, or both, <laughs> or both. Yeah, that's what you want. Be drunk and filleting. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> Emily, we appreciate the phone call. Be out there. Be safe. Get back in the water. Okay. Go have some fun. All right. Take care. All Thank right, you, dear. Forth, bye. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Uh, also on the phones this morning, uh, we have a young man who's uh, calling in for some unknown reason. I have no idea. What's his name? Who is Mr. it? Mr. The legendary, famous writer, hunter, cook, Mr. Toby Benoit. Never heard of him. <laughs> Come on. I, I never heard of him. Who, Who are is you? that guy? Who are you, sir, I, I, and what are you doing on the phone? I, I was just hearing something about a legendary writer, cook, something. Yeah, I don't know that guy. Yeah, I was hoping they would, <laughs> I was hoping the ghost of Mark Twain was going to show up or something. What's going on? I was trying to set it up, Toby. Come on, uh, man. Uh, no, I'm too humble for that, brother. Come on, man. It's it's, it's all a myth. Oh, yeah, sure it is. <laughs> we we need guess. you to put together a list of just some alligator recipes. I've got some excellent alligator recipes. I, I know. And I we, saw one we about it. together, I guarantee you. A gumbo, and you simmer it, and then you scoop off the stuff at the top. I, I've seen that one, you know. But, well, you know, see, that's 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 the easy way to get a lot of recipes. It's just one gumbo section because you can make it a thousand different ways. That is true. <laughs> gumbo is gumbo. It doesn't matter what meat you add to it. It could be shrimp. It could be pork, chicken, whatever you want. Just put it that's, in there. That's a, there's, there's no one way to make a gumbo. It's kind of no. like Texas chili. You know, you never eat the same pot twice. Oh, that is, that is true. I, uh, recipes are all in the brain, and, you know, some days it, you want a little more of this or a little more of that, so it changes every single time. I hauled a bunch up to uh, Pennsylvania, and I have a buddy who has been cooking it every week way he made some breakfast sausage the other day out of some of the legs and how go. was it it was delicious wait did they, he put maple I, syrup in it when he made the sausage i don't know what all he did i didn't i didn't partake in that breakfast i was invited but uh what would you put in an alligator to make it uh to make it a sauce? you can't put sage in there that would taste weird that would taste weird that's more of a that's more of a porky or chicken kind of thing i don't know i'm kind of thinking it'd be pretty good with some chipotle peppers in there Oh, no, no, that would be good Ooh, with that. I would have a little ground-up jalapeno juice or something in there. That would be yes, good. Sir, well, what's going on? What are you doing? Why are you calling the show? What did you do? Did you break something? No, he's got, we got, we got, we have news, brother. Oh, we're, we're making plans. Uh, Vance wanted me to give a call. and want to talk about this upcoming Python hunt. Oh. It's, 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 it is planned, booked, and we're ready to roll. Now we're hey, talking breakfast sausage. No, no. Can I I'm t- going to try real hard to get him home in one piece. Yeah, <laughs> Joby, you need to be very specific with Vince on what his attire needs man, to be. Man, we've already had me, no, 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 wait, wait, no, Toby no. and myself has already had this conversation. He I've came alligator him. hunting on an airboat at night in a pair of shorts like he's going to the beach. Okay? <laughs> well, a good host would and say then, and coming out of the and he's cold. <laughs> it was cold. And it started to rain. That was freezing, man. But a good host would have been like, bro, yeah, I, don't come out here and I've, I've, already, I've already given the, the advice on the tire. He was, he was a little concerned that, uh, you know, Crocs and Bermuda shorts wasn't going to be all right. But <laughs> I was like, man, be comfortable. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't see where the Crocs would be a problem. I mean, uh, Dusty's down there running around barefooted. So, uh, well, I ain't Dusty either. either. Yeah, well, yeah, you get a few sticker burrs in there, and all of a sudden it stops the whole dang train. I'm wearing boots. I'm wearing a camo bib. And a long sleeve shirt. 
I want to see you in sweat. a camo. Bin. I don't care. <laughs> You're going to lose I, like 50 pounds. I'm not going to get bitten by mosquitoes. I'm happy. Thermocell, man. Thermocell, or, you know, we got some skeeter spray that works pretty darn good, my friend. I'll have that, too. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. Well, now, when are you guys planning on going down, Toby? <laughs> we'll be down the weekend of the 7th and 8th of August. And, oh. uh, we'll be staying down in Ochopee, uh, which is just tiniest little place in Florida. I mean, uh, I've been there five or six times and still not sure where it's at. You know what? And it's and, and and it's so funny because everybody calls it something different. You said Ochobi, everybody calls it Ochopi or whatever it is. About 50, it's like it's like the old days of that little town just a little bit south of Brooksville. Do you remember that town? I remember that town. You know, Mazark Town, but you know, Mazarki Town, Maziri Town. I mean, it used to have fifty. And Lutz was the same way. Remember that one? I used Lutz. to love it. You always knew when the new weather person just moved down here from Chicago or Illinois when they would call it Lutz. And we have some showers <laughs> over Lutz this week. It was like, yep, you just moved here. <laughs> yeah, you just got here. So good. You guys are going to go down there. You're planning on driving and staying and, uh, in the heat of August. <laughs> the hottest part of the year. How are you going to hunt snakes in August? It's not going to be cool enough to where they're going to be on the roads and stuff. I mean, uh, you just got to get in it, right? It, it's going to be uh, the majority of the hunt is going to be taken at night while they're coming up on the roads uh, hunting. You know, it's it's actually too hot even for the for the reptiles. It's too hot during the daytime. So once it cools down a little bit, uh, the mammals start moving around. The snakes will start moving around. Hopefully, there'll be enough uh, field rats along the levee. Everything else has already been eaten, and uh, they'll be up along the water's edge trying to trying to get up on some of the rats or hey. or some of the smaller alligators. Maybe yeah, you can really run a, on the gators right now. a rat trot line. A rat trot. What <laughs> <laughs> if that would be legal? You could do a rat trot. L- line. Look into that, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I, I think I think some of the the powers that be over at South uh, South Florida Water Management District would have a, a frown on their face if they thought I was doing that. <laughs> a rat trot line. That's pretty brilliant. I like that idea. And then if you had to, kept the string on it, it'd be like crabbing. You just put the rat out there with a rope, and when it swallows the rat, you just pull the rope, pull the string in, and then just pull the snake in, just Boom. like you do with a blue crab. Well, I just peg him just like a gator. Darn right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, Toby, thanks for the call, man. we got to take a break for the top of the hour, man. I look forward to hearing about the adventure. What, in a couple of weeks or so? About three weeks? Yeah, man, we're looking. I'm excited. That's about yeah. three more weeks, man. You guys have a happy Independence Day, brother. You, you too, too, sir. Happy 4th. That's Toby Benoit. Of course, he is an author and uh, writer and all that stuff, Woods and Water Magazine, and many others been around for a long time you guys are gonna have a hoot i guarantee it i want to see every bit I'm, of film I'm, every dude, inch of it I, we have like four he megan's got cameras he's got cameras i got cameras Tim's, megan bales is going i believe so oh gosh it's gonna be quite the adventure all right we're gonna take a break <laughs> top of the hour here we go hour three is just around the corner we're brought to you by our good friends out of g5 feeding outdoors open all the way till four o'clock today go out and get your stuff that you need for your barbecue out there get her done and, of course, our good friends out there at Brandon Ford doing their big 4th of July blowout sale. Got to go see Brooksy and the boys out there and get yourself a brand-new truck. We'll be back. Stay here.